this one. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Good to see you all. Welcome on this cool, brisk fall morning in Indiana. Isn't it nice out there? We did have good weather yesterday. We had dry weather, which was the most important. It was a little bit on the chilly side. My voice may actually, uh, you might sound, you might, you might pick up that I'm a little hoarse. That has nothing to do with the chilly. That's just because I scream and yell and have a great time yesterday. So uh, it was a blast. We really did have a good time with, all, with it all. Uh, our evangelist, Brent Gellis, did a great job. He's in Columbus, Ohio for a meeting this morning, So, uh, but uh, we just had a great time. So good to have you all here. If you're visiting for the first time, can you please stop by the, uh, the Welcome Center. We have a gift for you and like to welcome you officially. If you're visiting online for the first time, put that uh, QR code in there in your phone and let us know that you're out there uh, listening. It's always an encouragement when we hear from you. Nursery workers are needed, and that is an exciting thing to this preacher. Uh, so I think we, I don't know how many we have, still expecting. Every time I give a number, it makes people panic, so I'm just, I don't know about numbers. But anyway, uh, we have several ladies that are expecting still. I think we have like 17 that are in the nursery on and off, so it's a lot. So see Chrissy Pletcher or uh, Megan Cannon, that'll be a great help. Halloween track ministry, this is going to be uh, not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow. Fellowship Hall. 9.30 to 11.30 if you want to help out in stuffing uh, bags for uh, people to use if they're passing out uh, their candies on Halloween. See Beth Olson or Glenda Dennison if you have any questions. Baby shower coming up next Sunday for Jennifer Foster. Uh, that is at noon. There's going to be a taco bar will be provided, and uh, you can see their registration on Amazon. And Trunk or Treat is coming up. We're doing it a little differently this year in that we are advertising publicly that we're doing Trunk or Treat. Typically, it's just been for our kids. Uh, if this works like it does other places, there will probably be uh, two to three times as many kids as we normally would do. So we're asking for people to sign up. So we know that we have enough cars. There's a sign-up out there in between the hallway uh, that, you would, that you would actually decorate your trunk and, and be ready for the kids starts at 6.45 on October the 25th, and it'll run until the kids get through for the most part, but uh, hopefully we're going to be done by 7.15 and ready to, uh, to start here. It says to 8 o'clock, so we may have to be out there for a little while. That's all right. You'll freeze. It's no big deal. Uh, it's, it really is not. It's a lot of fun. You'll enjoy it. So uh, at Awana, there's a costume contest, games and candy, all that kind of stuff. So we're inviting, but we are inviting the public to come in and be a part of it. That's why it goes 8 o'clock. We're inviting them to step into the church then and join our Awana uh, program with their kids. So it's a, it's a great time for them. And then our missionaries of the week are the Ninans in India. They are excited because they've just started their, uh, their new academic year with their seminary. They're expecting 90 students this year which is just an exciting time for them, and they would ask that you pray that those would all go well. They had an issue with the government uh, last year, and they had to kind of cancel their closing ceremonies. And so uh, just as you know, the Lord works and brings them to mind, just keep praying for them. I know that they would uh, really appreciate it. Let's have the men come, and we're going to take up the uh, offering this morning. And I ask Brother Matt, if he would, to pray for the Ninans and pray for the offering, pray for God's blessings on the service today. Father, thank you for this morning and for this opportunity to be able to, be able to gather in your house um, with fellow believers. I would just ask for your hand of blessing upon this service. I ask that you would challenge our hearts, help us to grow in depth, not just in numbers today, but also, Lord, just to, to work in our hearts that, God, we would know more about you and our lives would be changed and that we'd love Jesus more. Uh, we pray for the Ninans. I thank you for their faithfulness to the ministry over in India that you've given them. I pray that you'd give them safety. 
um, as different things are going on, different persecutions and struggles. Uh, Lord, help them to stand bold for Christ. Help them not to waver in their faith, but to remember that their hope is in heaven. Help them, Lord, to stay faithful to you. Give them the courage that they need to stand strong. Lord, pray that you'd bless this uh, offering. Help us use it wisely for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Miss Anna. Go ahead and stand with me. We're going to sing about God's love this morning. And that's so we're going to start by saying three verses of love lifted me. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the people's shore, very deeply stained within, seeking to rise no more. But the master of the
may be seated. At this time, we'll hear from the choir.
those of the congregation which are able, please stand for the reading of sacred scripture. The epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Romans, chapter 4, beginning in verse 13. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect, because the law worketh wrath. Where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not, as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also, to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. May the Lord prosper his word, for to he sent it, remain standing. We're going to have your main standing so the choir doesn't feel like they're looking like they're the only person standing. So you're going to remain standing as we sing a former hymn of the month of oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. Oh, the deep, deep. 
song. Oh, how he loves you and me. Just two verses of this song. Um, but just an incredible thought to think that Jesus would actually love you and me. Oh, how he loves you. Oh, oh, oh. 
I found grace to save my soul. At the cross, grace made me whole. When my Savior took control and washed my sin away. Now the fellowship is sweet as I worship at His By His grace, I have found this holy place. Underneath His wings of love, trusting in my God above, grace for every need, grace that overflows and far exceeds. Lavished on my soul at Calvary, only by His grace. Every valley I have known, such compassion I've been shown. Giving strength that's not my own, it's only by His grace. Every burden that I bear, Jesus comes and meets me there, only by His grace. I have found this holy wings of love, trusting in my God above, grace for every need, grace that overflows and far exceeds, lavished on my soul at Calvary, only by His grace. Every heart I hope to reach, every truth I try to teach, every life I strive to serve, is by grace, grace I don't deserve. Only by His grace.
Take your Bible to the book of Luke. Wasn't that a great song? I love that song, Only by His Grace. It's just such a powerful song. Take your Bible to the book of Luke. I was reminded this last week, we had visitors that came in last uh, week, and they were like, we come to church Sunday morning, sun, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, so we can get a good flavor uh, of what the church is like. And I thought, you know, that is a really good piece of advice. And I was just reminded that, you know, the, the reality is, okay, let me turn this on for you. There you go. How's that sound? Is that, uh, you know, the best way to really enjoy our church, I'm just going to tell you, my favorite service of the week is Sunday night. Sunday night is the best service that we do. It's the time we have family. It's the one service that um, our whole church can be together. We don't have children's church. We don't have other nursery. I guess we do have nursery, but we don't have a children's church. We don't have a wana. We don't have things like that. And so uh, I just love Sunday night. It's just a great time. So I'm going to encourage you to, if you haven't done a Sunday night in a while, maybe it's time to give it a try. Maybe you've never done one. Hey, uh, just to encourage you to step out. That's that is the best way to get to know a church. It really is. Take your Bibles to Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. We've been on uh, Sunday mornings the last few Sundays. We're looking at the concept of salvation, what it means to know Christ as our Savior. And uh, so then on Sunday nights, we're, we're looking at how you and I can take an already powerful gospel, because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation, and through our lives, through our testimonies, through whatever it might be, we're looking at different topics, that our life, and while we have let the gospel change us, adds power to an already powerful gospel. And so uh, it's been a, a great uh, challenge. I hope that you've gotten a lot out of it and uh, enjoying it. So uh, we're going to be looking today again at the gospel in Luke chapter 12. In Second Corinthians chapter 6 it says this, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Father, we ask that as we consider uh, your offer of grace to us, as we consider the offer of salvation that you've given to whosoever will that may come and drink of that water, God, I pray that you would uh, just, if there's anyone here this morning that does not know your son, may today uh, they recognize their great need and your great desire to give them eternal life. God, I pray that you would help those of us who know Christ uh, to let that truth sink into our hearts and minds in such a way that it changes the way we approach those around us. And Father, we'll thank and praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Luke chapter 12. Verse 16 says this, And he spake a parable, saying unto them, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say unto my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? I want to talk to you about the time of salvation. 
If you happen to be here this morning and you're not sure that you've ever trusted Christ as your Savior, or if you know for certain, there's never been a time in which you've placed your faith, your confidence, your trust in what Jesus Christ did on the cross as a payment for your sins, you need to consider something. When is the right time to take care of this? The Bible says, now is the day of salvation. Uh, God, God is not about putting this off. And what we're going to do today is look at the reasons why we ought not to put this decision off. You've got to get this nailed down. I, I've said to people time and time again, uh, you know, one of the greatest gifts that you can give to your family is the confidence that you have trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Because one day, whether it's you know, your kids or your grandkids, one day somebody in your family is going to attend your funeral. And the only hope that they have at that moment is the confidence they have that you have trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Jesus says in John chapter 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus Christ is the only way people get to heaven. That's it. And if your time comes, you must have presented this truth to your family in such a way that they're able to have some confidence. Well, here's this guy uh, in Luke chapter 12. It's a parable, but Jesus is sharing it. It's a story. And he says, you know, there's this guy who just, life has been good to him. He's built up his barns. He's like, uh, life has been so good, I don't have to worry about anything. And he's taking his ease. And God reminds this guy that there is a day coming. And literally, in the story, God looks at him and says, Thou fool, this night shall thy soul be required of thee. So I'm asking, if tonight is your night, what happens? Is there a guarantee that tonight's not your night, by the way? Um, you know, so all of us know someone who died sooner than anyone would have expected. All of us know someone like that. All of us, especially here at our church, if you've been here for last year, last January, February, um, Caleb Klingeman, 19 years of age, drowned, went out into eternity. And all of us were shocked because it was not when we expected. It was not when, in our minds, it should have happened. This is the nature of a sin-cursed world. None of us know the day nor the hour, but there is a day and hour coming. It is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. And the first thing that God would ask us to, to consider in this timing of our salvation is that we don't know when that day is. The Bible says in James chapter 4, what is your life? It is but a vapor that appears for a little time, and then what? vanishes away. I mean, literally, our, how many of you could name for me all four, no, all eight of your great-grandparents? Do you understand what I'm saying? Three people raised their hand. And everybody else, the vapor's already gone. We're just talking about two generations ago. The vapor's gone. What is your life? It is but a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. God in his grace has given us this time so that we could hear about his great offer of salvation. And he, he is desperately wanting us to come to Jesus Christ 
so much so that He stands at the door and knocks, so much so that He has sent His Holy Spirit to do a work in hearts, so much so that He has left His church here to accomplish the task of spreading the gospel. God loves us and desires us to have salvation. But our life is but a vapor. It appears for a little time, and then it's gone. It's gone. And we have this time. Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. We have this time to nail this down. Are you certain that there's been a time that you've trusted Jesus Christ, your Savior? Hey, listen, I'm glad you're here. And I want you here again tonight and next Sunday, and I want you here all the time. That being said, coming to this church doesn't get you to heaven. That's not how it happens. We must put our faith, our confidence in what Jesus Christ did on the cross in order to have our sin debt paid. And we place our faith in Christ, and through Christ we are allowed then by God to have our sin debt paid and made worthy of heaven. This guy had it backwards. He, he got caught up in the things of this world. And I tell you, this life, I'm not, by the way, I love this life. I do. I love the life that God has given me to live here. I love what I do. I love the people God has put in my life. I just thoroughly enjoy the, the life that God has given to me. But I do not want to think that this life is what it's all about. It's not. It is a point that a man wants to die. And after that, the judgment. We will all stand before God. And either we have trusted Christ as our Savior and our sin debt is paid... And thereby, God can say, come on in, because he sees nothing but the righteousness of his Son. Or, we stand before God, tainted in our sinful condition, and a holy, righteous God cannot let us in. These are the choices. Now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. God wants us to nail this down, because our life is but a vapor. Because we don't know when this life is going to end. I am... Um, you know, we all, again, we can just keep on with the stories and on with the stories. Uh, but uh, I had a five-year-old brother. When my five-year-old brother, I, I was, he, he lived and died before I was born, so I never met him, okay? I'm the baby of six kids, so he was number three in line. And uh, when he was two years of age, my family lived in a trailer park. And he was playing in the little bit of yard that they had and was too close to the road and back, this is show you when, what the day is. So back in the day when they had a laundry truck, the laundry truck comes in and pulls up to, you know, close to the, uh, to the lawn, too close to the lawn. And my two-year-old brother then was run over, his legs were crushed, and he was put in braces. And he wore those braces for the rest of his life. When he was five years of age, my family lived out in the middle of nowhere in Jasonville, Indiana, which was still pretty much out in the middle of nowhere. But back then, back in 1959, Jasonville was so far off the map that maybe three or four cars would drive by my mom and dad's house in a day. But one day, my five-year-old brother ran out to retrieve a ball at just the time when one of those three or four cars was passing right by the house. And he was taken into eternity. We never know when our day is going to end. We don't know. Life is short. We do know this, 
that every single one of us are going to die. That we know. That's a given. Unless the Lord comes back and takes us to heaven without seeing death, right? That's the rapture. But unless that happens, we're all going to die. The question is, have we dealt with this? One of the reasons why we need to consider what Christ has done right now is because we don't know when death might take place. We don't. None of us plan for it, right? None of us plan for it. Uh, the Sites family buried an, an aunt, a sister, just in, in her early 50s, just two, two weeks ago, taken with cancer. Jaden DeAndre's mom, taken out this last summer in her 30s with cancer. I mean, we don't know. None of us know. It is appointed unto man. We must deal with this. There's another reason why we need to consider what we're going to do with this thing called salvation. Now is the time. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. And here's why. Proverbs chapter 27 says this. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. And this is a little bit of a challenge. It could be death, but it could just be the change in circumstances. Right now, you're here. Right now, you, you're thinking clearly and you understand what God says in his word and, and your condition and all of these things that circumstances can change in a moment. And when circumstances change, sometimes then our ability to think, to reason, goes with it. Sometimes our, our desires change with the circumstance. Now is the accepted time. We, we ought not to postpone what we're going to do with this thing called salvation because we don't know what our circumstances hold. In this case, this guy's circumstances, they've taken him to the place where he's like, who needs God? I don't need anybody. I'm set for life. I will take my ease. And he sat back to just enjoy life. And God says, thou fool, this night shall thy soul be required of thee. Circumstances can change. What, might, what would change that would maybe change your ability or your desire to consider Jesus Christ? I'm not, listen, I guess I shouldn't say this. I'm, I'm really not trying to scare you, but at the same time, I'm trying to shock you. Do you, you understand? I mean, life is short. We can't put this off. Uh, it, it's, there's nothing worse, nothing worse than attending a funeral where you don't know for certain where that person's spending eternity, especially if it's somebody you love and care about. And we need to get this taken care of while we can. Our circumstances may change, and they may change drastically. Uh, in Exodus and all the way through Timothy, listen to uh, these, these uh, passages. The Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hardened, and he refuses to let the people go. In Exodus 8, Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also and would not let the people go. In Mark chapter 6, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. First Timothy chapter 4, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. The reality is every time, if you, if you kind of follow through the scenario with, with Pharaoh, especially every time you and I say no to God, it becomes easier for us to say no the next time. Our heart becomes harder. The first time we hear the gospel, the first time we recognize how desperately God loves us, we're drawn to it. 
But we say no, and the second time, we're not nearly as drawn. And the third time, it's even harder for us to respond. If we're not careful, we will put salvation and this decision past our time of feeling. The Bible uses that phrase, past feeling, where we no longer care about eternity. Right now, right now while your hearts are tender, if God's speaking to you and, and, and whispering to in your ear, you can kind of hear it. He's saying, I'm talking to you, my friend. This is why you're here this morning. Because now is the time. Today is the day. God is begging you to get this taken care of. Not because God doesn't want to respond to you. He does. But when we say no, our hearts are hardened. When we say no, our consciences are seared. And we respond less, and we respond less, and we respond less. And that's why it is that some people can be sitting in church for 20 years and hear a plea from God Almighty, Come, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. And are unmoved. Because we've become accustomed to hearing it. And our hearts have become hardened. There's a song, it's more of a song toward the Christian, but it's, Savior, while my heart is tender. It's while my heart is tender, I need to respond. Because there may be a time in which my heart is no longer tender if I keep saying no. God has brought you here one more time, saying, please, would you consider my offer? Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, I'll make them whiter than snow. This is what God wants to do. And he wants to do this before it's eternally too late. Let's not be like the rich guy who says, I don't need God, and, and, consider, and fail to consider what life is bringing. Life might bring death. Life might bring a change of circumstances. And as we continue to say no, our hearts may become hardened. I was 13 when I started going to church, Faith Baptist and Avon. And I started going regularly. But I was playing a game of pretending to be a Christian. And by the time I was 16, I was singing in the choir, and I was helping out in children's church, working in Awana, and I'm involved in things, but I'd never trusted Christ as my Savior. And here I am, I'm 16 years of age, and I'm sitting in the choir loft at our church, and God, it's, it's as if God is just shouting at me. I am talking to you, John. You need to get this taken care of. And I knew, but I was... I was proud, and I did not want to admit to everyone that I'd been playing this game. I'd never trusted Christ as my Savior, and, and I'm struggling. And so uh, you're, you're going to laugh when I say this, but I'm, I'm, this is what I did. I said, God, if you'll have them sing one more verse, I'll go forward. Did they sing another verse? I stepped out of the choir loft, and I went down there and sat right about where Brother John is on the front pew. I didn't go forward. And uh, I'm sitting there struggling. And I said, God, if you haven't seen one more verse, I'll go forward. And I'm not making this up. The preacher said, let's have a word of prayer. And I thought God had said, forget it. I'm done. Now, that's not the grace of God. But in my mind, that's what had happened. I thought God had said, John, forget it. You, want, you don't want it? Sit there. And so I went to the altar during the prayer. And a man sitting back about where Brother Wayne is was visiting our church that day. Visiting the church. 
And he saw this teenage kid go forward, and no one went up there to talk to him. David Dolan was his name. He was a missionary to Australia. Stepped out, came down front, and led me to Christ. And I trusted Jesus Christ my Savior. Because God is a gracious God. And God was saying to me, John, now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. I'll never forget, because a few months later, I was riding in the back seat of a car, and a wrecker truck turned in front of us. And we hit that truck, and I went flying over the, back seat, over the front seat. My elbow went through the windshield. My face kissed the dashboard. I broke my jaw in three places, my nose and my cheekbone. And I remember thinking, God, thank you for being so gracious as to let me make this decision before this day. Because I thought I was going to die. I really didn't think I was going to die in the car, I'm being honest. They took me out of the car. Well, I climbed out of the car. I was alert and awake. I didn't know I was hurt because every, every nerve in my face had been shattered. I didn't feel anything. But they looked at me and they're like, oh, you need to lay down. And when they laid me down, I'm filling up with blood. I thought I was going to drown in my own blood. I really did. And that's when I was thinking, I'm so glad I know I'm going to heaven. Because I think I'm going. I think I'm going. Sixteen-year-old kid laying there on the side of the road. It was not, that wasn't fun. But it was a joy to know that I trusted Christ. Why? Because we don't know what life's going to bring. We don't know what the circumstances are going to change. We don't know when death may come. We need to be careful about putting this off and putting this off and putting this off. There's, a, there's an old song. I'm, my voice is shot because uh, yesterday I screamed and yelled. And if you've never seen us uh, play, uh, play Cat in the Hat, you know, I'm standing up there. On the, I stand on top of the garage and, and uh, we play Cat in the Hat. It's just a blast. But anyway, uh, I'm going to try to sing a song for you, all right? Let the words sink in. Because it, it's, uh, it's got a great message to it. I woke, woke up Sunday morning, went to the church at 10. I listened to the words I'd heard time and time again. The preacher spoke of sinful lives. It seemed he spoke of mine. But I was young. I had plenty of time. Plenty of time to decide where I'm bound. To eternal darkness or to a heavenly crown. I'm just a young man, not yet in my prime, so I'll just wait. I've got plenty of time. I walked on down life's pathway, living as I wish to live, out to beat the other fellow, out to get what life could give. Making money is not sinful, having fun is not a crime, so I'll just wait. I've got plenty of time. Then before I knew what happened, life's scenes had passed away, and millions stood before God's throne, for it was judgment day. Now eternal darkness beckons, and the name it calls is mine, and here am I. I've got plenty of time, plenty of time to decide where I'm bound, to eternal darkness or to heaven's crown. I'm just a young man, not yet in my prime, so I'll just wait. I've got plenty of time. Now I've got nothing, nothing but plenty of time.
Head butter. Hey. There's a God in heaven who loves you desperately. Who wants to give you the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. And he is trying to remind us all, now is the time. Today is the day. Wouldn't it be awful if you decide to wait until next week and death comes calling this week? Circumstances change and you can't come next week. Your heart changes and you don't want to come next week. But I put it off till next week. Now's the time. Pastor John, I know I can remember a time where I put my faith, my trust, my confidence in Jesus Christ. And Pastor John, if my time comes today, tomorrow, this week, if I die, if my circumstances change, I know I'm on my way to heaven, Pastor John. I know it. As testimony to that, would you slip your hand up and let me see that so I can rejoice with you? Thank you. Thank you. Most everyone. Maybe there's someone here. I couldn't see every hand. Who'd say, Pastor John? I'm more like the guy who built the barns. And I've been taking my leisure and taking time. And I'm realizing that now is the time. Today is the day. Pastor, the reality is, if I died today, I'm not certain I would go to heaven. If I put this off and circumstances change so that my heart hardens and I don't want to respond, I might spend eternity apart from God. Pastor, I want today to be my day. Right now, right where you're sitting in the quietness of this moment, the Bible says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. You can put your faith your belief, your trust, your confidence in what Jesus Christ did on the cross as the payment for your sin. And a God who cannot lie will keep his promise to give you the gift of eternal life right now, right where you're sitting. This could be your day. My day was June 5th, 1977. 16 years of age, God changed me forever. Is this your day? Would you simply ask the Lord to save you? The Bible says, Who shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved? Just ask Him to forgive you for sins and save you. Put your faith in what He's done to be the payment for your sins. And this God of ours will keep that promise. Right now, right where you're sitting, in the quietness of this moment, trust the Lord. And that God will keep his promise. Now would you say, Pastor John, sitting here this morning, it's best to know how, I, I put my faith, just now this morning, put my faith in Jesus Christ as my Savior. No one else is looking around, just you, me, and the Lord. I just want to pray for you. But I'd like to talk to you for just a moment. Would you just look up at me and make eye contact with me? You say, Pastor, I did that this morning. I trusted Christ this morning. Would you look up at me so I can see that? Anyone? 
Father, I pray that you would help us all to have this nailed down in such a way that our family is confident if something should happen to us. God, if there's anyone here that has not yet made this decision, may they still recognize that today is the day. Now is the time. And maybe they'd be willing to come to you. God, please, graciously give them time. Graciously keep their hearts from hardening so they might consider that decision. And Father, for those of us who know your son, help us to be burdened for those around us, knowing that there's a day coming. And Father, we will thank and praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand. We're going to sing together. When I survey the wondrous cross. 192, when I survey the cross. The altar's open to you. If you need to do business with the Lord, you step out and let him have his way. Which as we sing together. When I ourselves that for most of us in this room for sure we're on our way to heaven right and that's a joy and we have something to share with those around us who desperately need jesus so uh take that with you thought with you be back tonight at six o'clock anything else i'm supposed to be announcing before we go the lord bless you keep you make his face shine upon you give you peace love you all you are dismissed god bless